Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name's Stuart Miles, and welcome to The Hundreds. Yes, The Hundreds Pocket Lint Podcast. This week, Apple's held its spring-loaded event where it's revealed new iMacs, new iPad Pros, a purple iPhone 12, AirTags, and even a new Apple TV 4K amongst a handful of smaller announcements. There was a lot to take in, and it was very fast-paced over an hour-long presentation. The new devices will be winging their way to stores over the next couple of weeks. But what should we make of the announcements, and should you get excited? Well, joining me to discuss the event is PocketLens Britta O'Boyle and Dan Grabham. So where should we start? Britt, I know you're really excited by something that's small and purple. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> Such a nice color as well. Perfect for spring. And, and this is a, an interesting time to launch a new iPhone. I mean, there's nothing different apart from the color, is there, Dan? No, it's exactly the same. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a, a mid-life bump, isn't it, for the for iPhone 12, really? Because, the, you know, there's been continued reports that the iPhone 12 mini is not selling that well. Um, although that some analysts say that isn't true. But um, there's, there's been quite a lot of noise around that. So it's, it sort of it gives new impetus to it, I guess. Yeah, Britt, did you do you think that's that's fair? Do you think this will suddenly get people flocking back to those stores that they haven't been able to go into since September? Whether it will get people back in or not, I'm not sure, but I do think that it's such a nice colour and actually if you wanted something a little bit different, then it's definitely different, right? Like completely different. Right, well now that we've got the small announcement out of the way, <laughs> they launched a lot of new things. So let's talk about air tags. That's probably the first one I want to get get started with. A small circular disc that's going to cost twenty nine ninety nine in the US, twenty nine pounds in the UK. But bear in mind, comes with accessories for you to turn it into a keychain. The maximum of which, which I love this the most, Hermes, Hermes, the lovely people that make those scarves and bags and have a relationship with Apple already. Four hundred and forty nine dollars for their keychain. Will you be getting one, Britt? <laughs> I wish I had enough money to buy that because I definitely would if I did. <laughs> but um, but no, I probably won't buy the Hermes, um, <laughs> the, that tag. But I do like the idea of Apple tags. I think they are quite interesting. Obviously, they've got some rivals, so they are not met without competition. But they are small and they're circular, which is different. They've also got some good tech behind them, including waterproofing. Um, and they obviously all fit into the Find My network and app, which I do think makes things very simple in terms of keeping things together and not having to download another app and then load that app and et cetera, et cetera. Um, also got user replaceable batteries, which is helpful. Yeah. And that was the problem with, with the tile at the beginning, wasn't it? That you couldn't, it's that kind of horrible eco thing where you just like, oh, the tiles run out of juice. I'll just throw it in the bin. Never mind. Tiles of plastic too, which I think 
I mean, yeah, great. You probably don't need them that much. I think it's quite nice. This is like a key ring. It's like something you might actually put on your keys anyway. That precision precision finding, sorry, I can't speak. Precision finding is also quite interesting because it does mean that you can, it will use the U1 chip in your iPhone 12 or 11 to get you closer to or to a precise location to that um to that device which is helpful if you've lost it in your bedroom and you can't find it and it might be underneath your bed or something and then it would sort of direct you there which is helpful yeah i think the precision tracking stuff is really interesting actually because that's been that's the been the problem when i've used tile before whatever um or pre you know any any other previous trackers really um you're going oh yeah it's in my house well great well you know that's not actually that helpful because you want to know if it's behind the sofa or whatever exactly um which it usually is <laughs> that's just gonna be really interesting how that actually works in practice and whether it actually does lead you to it yeah now the thing i didn't pick up in the in the brief in the uh, announcement yesterday is does it have a, a a noise so can you have it beeping at you yeah yeah it's got a built-in speaker um, so it will beep at you and it, it uses that precision finding along with a voiceover for people that um, might be hard of um, sight. And also it will um, use haptic feedback and noise to help choose your keys or your bag or whatever you've lost. I, I think the interesting thing, thing for me from, from AirTags before we move on to the, to the next topic is that it feels Apple has waited as long as it could have done where there's other competition in the marketplace, there's Tile, there's Samsung Tags, for example, there's other smaller players, and it's allowed them, very sneakily, to do all the exploratory kind of educational work of of trying to educate people of how this works, get through all the problems, all the issues, all the things that, you know, that that, that first early adopter stuff has gone through, you know, like mm-hmm. the replaceable batteries, all that kind of stuff. And then three or four years, because Tile's been around for a while now, three or four years sat there waited going right okay we've seen oh they're experiencing that problem oh let's just solve it there right okay and then they just whoosh in and and we'll come out with this product everybody go oh four for 100 quid perfect done you know that'll yeah. make sure i look, don't lose any keys or anything yeah it's a straightforward uh, you know rip off of tile pro really because yeah. you know they've they, they struggled for quite some time to get the use the replaceable batteries which they now have with tile pro and it's, you know, yeah, Apple come along and, and, and swept that away. Uh, but I think the pricing is is really good as well because we're expecting that it would pro- probably be like $50, for example. Um, so, you know, four for $100 is pretty good, I think. I do think, though, that is a sneaky pricing move because it is just the disc. It's that little, it's the t- AirTag itself. But if you want to attach that to a keys... Then the cheapest one I've found so far is like eleven pounds, and that's like for a silicon bobble, which will probably drop out. The leather one, the, the leather keyring that Apple sells on their site in the UK is thirty-five pounds. That's just the standard. Like yeah. here's a keyring for your thirty quid thing. So all of a sudden, it becomes if you want to attach that to your car keys, um, it, it's you know you want something that looks that looks proper rather than a bit of silicon. That's sixty-five quid. Bang. Thanks very much. So yeah. I think. That is a, you know, it's a bit like the Apple Watch, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, you've got these wonderful silicon things and they are lovely. New colors this year as well, by the way. Uh, pistachio is a certain favorite of mine. Um, but it's that's another 50 quid, isn't it? So do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, it's a sneaky approach. It does make for nice presents though. There we go. That's the final answer on that one. No, so we're moving on to... <laughs> 
Talking of nice things, uh, there was quite a stir and an excitement, not only in the Pocalin office, but also on, on Twitter and other social medias that I was following at the time, for the new iMac. What do we think of that, Dan? You're an iMac fan. Well, I mean, absolutely superb. I mean, the, so they, they, it now comes in seven colours. Um, it's sig- significantly thinner because you haven't got the kind of bulge <laughs> behind it than the 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 older machines. Um, and you know, really, it's a it's a it's a great new replacement for the lower end iMac that we've had already. So, the twenty one point five inch iMac is on the way out. Um, this is a twenty four inch iMac that's come in and crucially it's got apple's new uh, m1 processor but it isn't yet a replacement for the 27 inch imac that's still sticking around although we believe that that will be replaced by a by a new model which might be 32 inches or, or so mm. but i mean the, you know this is a it, it is a quite a striking piece of kit and you know it's got a lot of appeal about it and obviously there's been quite a bit buzz around apple's the performance of apple's m1 chips um, and this is only going to carry that on. There's also a few other other little bits like the the new keyboard has got Touch ID in, which is a nice touch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've updated the ports on this. So there's no USB-A anymore. Um, and some other things like the headphone jack has moved to the side, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, over, overall, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a welcome update. I mean, it, it's very reminiscent of of an iPad on a giant iPad on a stand, isn't it? I mean, I thought the the you're talking about the ports. I thought the funniest admission in the event was that the Ethernet was too thick and too big to fit into the casing, and so they've had to put that into the power socket that goes behind. Now, it's a very clever idea because you know it's one less cable trailing to the back of your machine, but it kind of just shows you how thin that is. Britt, you like, I know people can't see you at the moment because this is a, a podcast, but you always strike me as a, you know, as a very stylish woman with nice decor uh, skills. How do you think this is going to fit into your house? Oh my god, I love it! I so wish I could just go and buy it literally now. Um, it also though reminds me. Um, obviously, it's a new design and everything, but it does take me back to like when I was younger and my dad bought the iMac with the colours. So it does take me back to that, and I think that's a nice nod to what they used to sort of offer in there. Which colour would you have though? Which colour? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Don't I'm know. Going, I, so hard. I, want, I want yellow. Yeah, the yellow seemed to be really excited, you know, a bit of sunshine in your room and stuff like that. It does yeah. feel with this kind of having lived in our homes, I know we've always lived in our homes, but living in our homes 24-7, you know, it it feels that this is something that's been designed for that kind of to sit in the centre of your room. You know, the the main colour punch to me, comes from the back of the display. And so that's not like a, right, put that in the corner and forget about it. It's almost like you want it on a, on a desk in the middle of the, you know, you can easily see these in stylish kind of uh, offices when we do it return, you know, as the front reception in the color of the, you know, the company's color, you know, the company's colors and, and things like that. I think yeah. I'd go orange or purple. Orange or purple? I can't see how that's going to go with that that wall and those flowers yeah. that you've got behind I you. I say, I'm really it. sorry, guys, you can't can't see this. <laughs> But it went in your office. So there we go. And it looked lovely. And you look as you look onto my office, you would see the coloured back, which would be amazing. So, now the only do th- the only thing I do have to ask on, on on both your thoughts on this is that with and this comes on to the next question really about iPad Pro and stuff. But with the iPad Pro and even with the MacBook range being so powerful and so portable these days, do we still think there is a space or a need for a desktop computer? 
we've been having this discussion a bit in the in the pocket in office recently so to speak with an office um uh because uh cam has bought a, a mac mini recently and i was saying you know why 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 buy a a, a desktop machine effectively when you could get a, a laptop hmm. um i guess i guess again it's for workplace workplaces mostly um because they you know still want people to be at workstations as such um, but I mean, as a home computer as well, it, it may, you know, where it's a family machine, it makes sense, I suppose. Um, but I think, you know, the options are there, aren't they? We don't sort of, they are quite, they're, they're obviously quite an investment for, 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 for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, as we know, they're not touch, so they're not like a, um, like many other devices in the home. So it's, 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 it's definitely a, um you definitely got to make a conscious decision to go for something like this as opposed to just getting a laptop really yeah Brett. i think to be said from a health point of view though because um technically if you're on a laptop unless you've got all the proper stuff that puts the laptop higher up um so that it's in your eyeline and things you you would be sort of hunching a little bit most of the time mm. you use a laptop and so if you if you work from home all the time or whatever and you do have an office then I don't see why you wouldn't buy a desktop because the screen's bigger it's going to be easier to work off you'll see a lot more especially designers um I don't know why a designer would want choose to work off a laptop except for the portability over a desktop because you know I mean originally they were always built for designers weren't they so I mm. guess yeah. there's the, that argument too I think this is. I think it's going to make a lot more sense when there's like a like I mentioned earlier a replacement for the twenty seven inch as well, um, and that will obviously come with, I guess, a, a more powerful processor. I guess an M two processor that will true that will be able to take you know because obviously the you can spec up the twenty seven inch at the moment with the one that I reviewed last year um, with a Core i nine processor, um, and that you know absolutely is top notch for. And then they had the iMac, the iMac Pro as well, didn't they? For... Absolutely. So that so they 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 need something to fill that that performance slot. So that that will be coming next. And I think that I think it will make a lot more sense in, in, when, when that comes along. Now, before we talk about new Apple um, iPad Pros, uh, they also launched the 4K, a new 4K TV with a new processor, and probably most for me, most strikingly, a new remote. Um, how many times, Britt, if you've used the Apple TV or Dan, have you used it upside down? For me, it's like pretty much every time I pick that remote up, it's like yep. I'm swiping, I'm swiping. Oh no, I've got it upside down. This is not very yeah, helpful. Totally, absolutely, absolutely. I, mean, I quite like the remote actually, but it's but yeah, upside down all the time. That is one beefy new remote though. It kind of reminded me of a cross between the design aesthetics of the Xbox Series S with that big white thing with the black yeah. black circle at the top. And I, I don't think either of you are old enough for this. The original uh, iPod Shuffle, which was effectively the shame, the same, the shame, the same shape, but with a circular D-pad at the top, um, and you could sort of one. unplug it. You could unplug yeah, it and plug it straight into the computer. Well, there you go, perfect. Yeah, I totally see that. I can see why you would say that. This is essentially a bit of a bump, isn't it? Uh, uh, you know, as a, uh, of the older model, really. There's a there's a there's a few new features, um, and I guess as we've seen with other Apple devices before, they wanted to update the chipset inside to because 
they'd basically are only making the older one to fulfill the Apple TV or, you know, or older devices. So they obviously want to mm. bring it up to date anyway. Um, but yeah, the remote is definitely welcome and the uh, support for high rate, high rate video as well. High, high frame rate video. 60, I, am, 60 I know. FPS, isn't it? I know we don't expect much from a, a TV streaming box, but I'm surprised that it it's only gone with, I think it's the 12Z, isn't it? There's the processor rather than the 14 from, from you know, the latest iPhones. Really, it's kind of, that's the old, that's the 10S uh, processor, which, you know, is still good, but I would, I'm surprised they haven't gone for, if they're playing on the Apple Arcade route, why they didn't just go, you know what, we'll just put the, the 12 processor in there or maybe even the 11 pro you know the iphone 11 processor or you know just offer go crazy and put the m1 in it uh, I, I was just gonna say i guess it's a cost thing yeah you know but although apple doesn't never like to talk about cost um i guess it you know there, there, there's still going to be a certain limit as to they didn't want to go above a certain price point so also if you've already got the apple tv 4k like would you necessarily up grade because it already does already does all of the stuff that you'd really want it to do so i I don't see i don't really see people going out of their way to go and buy the new one over if they've already got the 4k one maybe if they've got the older version because you know that you obviously get the 4k as well but just for a couple of those upgrades i'm not sure so yeah maybe i think if you're i think if you're in a streaming if you're in a streaming uh, if you just use it for streaming and you're not interested in the games then yeah i don't think there's any in it would be any interest what i thought was really telling although the, there was quite a bit of criticism on twitter for this i saw was that you can actually just go and buy the new remote at 59 dollars 60 quid or something uh, to plug into the old system just so you can you know not get it upside down um but it's worth saying just to keep this slightly non 100 apple is that at 60 60 bucks or whatever that is the price of a roku streaming stick or a, a chromecast i think then you get the whole thing for that so <laughs> yeah. you know and there I, is a there is a sense there of of priorities yeah and i think that's the nuts thing here really because they they've missed an, or not taken the opportunity to produce a stick which is the which is the common format of all these streamers now from now tv to amazon to roku as we talked about um and you know it just seems a bit a bit of a bizarre you know they could they could they they could still have this this more expensive box if that's what they wanted to do but it seems that to produce something even at for a 99 dollar price point would make a lot more sense i think do you think that's an interesting point and something that perhaps i hadn't thought about myself but do you think there's more of a sense that this is their home pod still and what they need to do is come up with an apple tv mini which would fly off the shelves as, as we've been told, you know, recently that, you know, that's why they've, we've stopped it, but they can't because now they've got this Apple TV plus subscription service and they want to make sure that, you know, they're feeding into that and, you know, and, and all the other stuff. I mean, it would make sense to have a stick. So maybe it's something that they're working on in the background. They just haven't quite figured out how to do it perfectly yet. Cause you know what they're like, they do tend to keep things close to their chest until they've figured it out. Like we've seen with air tags, it's taken them, that's been they were rumored for years and then eventually they appeared but you know they come after competitors so perhaps they're doing the same thing with a stick just wait there we go there's a good gossip rumor for you uh, to, to start the to start the process okay so let's move to the what's normally the main focus i mean there's so much to talk about we've talked about already but the main focus of the spring event is normally ipads 
Uh, Dan, you've been following this one. What's uh, what's what's the mix there? So a general update for the iPad Pro, really. Um, the, the, I mean, the key thing is that it's got the same M1 processor we were just talking about with iMac. So it's, you know, extremely powerful. Um, you know, obviously that was closely related to uh, what processes we've we've seen in, in, say, the iPad Air anyway. But, um, you know, it's still quite impressive that it's got the same processor as a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Um, they've also introduced 5G. Um, and the port is now Thunderbolt for faster data transfer. I'm kind of still unclear as to who actually transfers a lot of data out of their iPad Pro, um, mm. but you know clearly it's a it's a it's something that Apple are you know differentiating the the iPad Pro on, um, and it's got this the, uh, the new display as well that um, I can't. What's it called? It's XDR, isn't it? The their Liquid Retina stuff. XDR. Only on the 12.9, though, not the 11. Yeah. Um, which which is obviously, you know, a, a, a step forward that we've been expecting. And Britt, what did you think? I think, I mean, they're great. Whether you'd upgrade from the older ones, um, I'm not sure that you would necessarily because I think it's probably quite, a, I mean, maybe a niche number of people that would really need 5G on an iPad at the moment. Um, and you know some of the upgrades that the obviously you get the m1 processor but the i would say the upgrades are sort of pretty typical of a next gen device so i'm not sure that they are i'm not sure that you would necessarily jump to the shop to upgrade if you had last year's model maybe if you had a couple of year old model though then yeah i can see why you would would go and get them but the design is the same so you wouldn't technically notice unless you were looking really closely um, this does feel like a look. This is the this is really pro by name, pro by nature, pro by everything else. In that sense of you know, you can't argue that we're not throwing everything at this in the best. You know, in in, in oh okay, you're going to have to pay for it. You know, I think one of the one of the storage options is two terabytes. I yeah. mean, you know, that's quite a lot. Which is, much, which is as much as the Mac storage on an iMac now. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I think I think that's interesting. I think the the thing for me is is I mean, the iPad has always been um, has always been Apple Silicon effectively anyway, hasn't it? It's always been their their own their own processors, and so that's it's it's logical to turn that to the M1. It's impressive because you know having used an M1 MacBook Pro for since launch, you know they are fast. It does work. Um, it will be interesting to see how how I'm looking forward to getting one in that sense of you know to play with one in the sense of of just seeing how fast it suddenly opens things up because I think there will be a a, a gigantic uh, performance boost from the old iPads. Um, I do think it's interesting how they they really are blurring the lines between you know effectively they are pretty much now the same hardware between their uh, between their Mac range and the and the iPad range and and really all that it is is the operating system and, and the touch capabilities yeah. of that um i wonder if we'll see like app companies like parallels and, and things like that creating virtualization options to bring here's a random one windows to an ipad yeah i don't see why not um uh, you know i've written about this on the on the site before but i you know really want an ipad pro with mac os on because um the you know iPad OS is great, but it is still not there for multitasking. You still can't, 
you know, you still can't drag stuff between two windows, you know, you, well, you mm. can, but not, you know, you not in the, the sort of flow that we, we use every day on a, on a Mac or PC. It's just not quite in the same zone. Um, but, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't run Mac OS on one of these devices and have it as a touch OS. So, you know, that would be, I'll, that's what I want, really. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe we'll get to a point where Mac OS 12 is is kind of, in a couple of years' time, is is emerging, you know, is is a combination of, you know, has has a a kind of iOS version and a, and a Mac version, and it's just kind of the same thing. Because, say, underneath the hood, it's all now the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but it won't be in a couple of years from eleven to twelve because it took twenty years to get from ten to eleven. So wow, well, you know, nothing's impossible. It just <laughs> takes a little bit of time. Okay, so that's the main big announcements. There were a few other little scraggly things, which you know, new podcasts and things like that, which we were not that excited about. Did you think that there was going to be anything that we were hoping to launch that they didn't, Britt? No, there were rumours of the iPhone SE, um, but they haven't appeared for a while, so we sort of decided that probably wouldn't happen um so no I think on the whole I think everything we expected was there and it was what we expected based on what we'd heard so um I guess I guess the only other thing was the iPad mini we thought we might get we thought we might get a a updated iPad mini because um, when we last got one 2019 it had bang up to date hardware inside so I guess we were expecting an A14 version of iPad mini but it didn't appear um I mean the rumor the rumors were that, that it was going to look the same as the old one anyway um so now yeah, d- it didn't happen now I didn't think that we were going to see it at this event but I did think what was interesting was the launch of center stage which was their new kind of tracking system that within the I- iPhone um with the iPad pros it only works with that new camera that they've they've gotten there i can't work out yet i need to ask them whether need to ask apple whether that's going to come to the imac because that's got a new 1080p uh, facetime camera hasn't it whether that would be good enough to do center stage as well but i did think it was interesting that it does play into those rumors of an ipad device with a built-in speaker that kind of replicates the echo show 10 that you've been playing with that kind of follows you around the kitchen. And if you've got this piece of technology that it's going to start testing on new iPad users, wouldn't that just so happen to be lovely to trickle down into a, a device that's sat in your kitchen following you around? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, having used the Echo Show 10 for a little while, it's it's it, the, the, the movement of it is a bit weird, the physical movement of it, that it follows you around. Because... It, it just feels quite unnatural. However, I also have Facebook portal as well. And the way the camera zooms in to, to you on there is much more natural because it, it, it just focuses on your face, you know, simple as that, really. But the actual device is, is stationary. Um, and it kind of feels like this this would really work because I know that really works. So, um, yeah, I, th- I, I think I remember really it being thing. on a I remember it being on a Logitech webcam about. 15 years ago the yeah. thing moving you around it was like i can't even remember what it was called yeah. but it was logic circle or something like that wasn't it yeah it was something a... strange okay Brent, final final question for you uh, on, on this subject before we wrap up is do now that we've got the next apple event is likely to be wwdc in june as again sometimes we see things that you know obviously they'll be announcing ios well we presume they'll be announcing ios 15 
Um, do you think that any of the hardware and, and stuff that we've seen this week will kind of play more into more software that will take advantage of those things or open up new opportunities? I think the iPads probably will. I think you, you might get some more multitasking things, Dan, on your iPads that you wanted. <laughs> you never know. Um, maybe they'll launch a crossover. Who knows? Um, and I think actually AirTags, I wouldn't be surprised to see some more features appear for those with the new software as well because um, obviously you've got 14.5 coming out soon and that will that will give you various updates. It would also be nice if they could do something with Face ID that doesn't involve the Apple Watch to allow you to unlock it with a mask because like if they scanned your face originally um, with the mask on, maybe they could use your eyes or something. Who knows? But it would be nice if you didn't have to have an Apple Watch because I do and I love my Apple Watch, but I also know a lot of people that don't have an Apple Watch and therefore still have to put their mask down and stuff. And if we're going to be stuck with masks on for a while, it'd be nice if it was a little bit more seamless for unlocking. There we go. Dan, anything before before we... Well, I was just going to say, I you know, we, we did get the iMac Pro a few years ago at WWDC. I know we didn't... Um, I know they aren't... They haven't done hardware stuff for a little while in fact probably since then i would imagine but i reckon they might put the 16 inch macbook pro and the uh new 27 inch imac replacement out then i'll just put that out. he's always hoping he's always hoping well that's it for this week's show uh thanks very much for listening until next time pip pip When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.